in the eyes of God, not self-righteous, righteous in the eyes of God, but, you know, one thing that we want to talk about tonight is the concept of people not wanting to obey rules, uh, the laws of the land, or the commandments of God. That's kind of what we want to talk about, and so it's just... It's a battle between self-righteousness and righteousness in the eyes of God. But one thing that I wanted to talk about that I see around me living in a big city here on the West Coast is people on their cell phones driving their cars. This to me clearly represents a populace of people in our society and culture that does not want to or thinks that the rules don't apply to them for whatever reason well they feel like the rules don't apply to them yeah and that's why they're not guilty yeah and it's kind of like oh the rules don't apply to me but they apply to you it's like when I see people doing that like I feel like that's what they're saying kind of and if you're not following the rules, then you're freaking about me. Yeah? More so than breaking the law. Well, that's an interesting way of putting it. As the liberal son of a bitch, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah? But I'm conservative, I'm not liberal, but that's a very liberal way of looking at this. I think so. Yeah. And, I don't know, to me, I'm just saying that, I think that this is a sign of self-righteousness as opposed to righteousness of God because God says obey the laws of the land. Yeah. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and what is to God's God's. And so I'm just saying to me this is showing signs of people who are not of God. When I see people on their cell phones breaking the laws of the land 
That's only one law of the land that they're breaking. I guarantee you there's others in their mind they're justifying that are appropriate well, as well. Just, That's what's scary. They're just breaking the membrane. <laughs> the the me- membrane part of the brain? Sin <laughs> <thin> brain. <laughs> membrane of sin. Membrane of sin? <laughs> no, the membrane of sin can expand. Go into other areas of the brain too, exactly. probably it affects. It just affects the rest of the brain. It's where the brain is just all sick. Exactly, exactly. That's why it's so easy to fall through into the into the trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to break away from the trend because that is what's of the world. The world. You know, and this is going into, like, the religious aspect of reality that, you know, we're trying to break away from the world. We're trying to break away from, you know, the the trend. We're trying to, or the trends, plural. The trend is dead. The trend is dead. Yeah, Pantera. Pantera made that definitely uh, clear. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so we're, we're trying to do that. We're trying to, you know, keep the commandments. Really, that's what we're trying to do. Like, I believe we're trying to keep the Ten Commandments, which are pretty, like, for the most part, pretty easy. I think that most people think the commandments are too long. There's too many. Too many things, yeah. Unreasonable. Well, yeah, that's what the enemy says. The enemy wants to like whisper that into your head. You know, he wants to send you that like those fiery darts. See you. Yeah, and like that's really what I believe fiery darts are. It's the enemy. Like he sends these like little like uh, texts to you, like mess text messages to you, like oh, hits you with a fiery dart, and that text message says like oh, like oh, that's a lie. Like don't believe that. You know, it's, it, like, it's almost like a tag of the Pandy Bellstrucker. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we should talk about. That's actually a good segue into our next topic is the petty. Like We're going to talk about the petty and the attack of the enemy with the petty. Fucking the Pandy Grinch. What's that? It is. Because like we were talking about, maybe we should pull up uh, the scripture. Pull up the scripture, actually, in Revelation chapter 12. Uh In Revelation chapter 12, it talks about the last days and the people of God. It says that that serpent... The dragon, he like sends a flood against the people that keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus, bear the testimony of Jesus, whatever it says. And, uh, but the flood, the, the earth swallows up the flood so that the flood cannot take them out and like wash them away, like basically kill them, like so they live. What like, do say, I do? Check out uh, Reve- uh, chapter 12 of Revelations of the Bible. Bradley's getting on his phone right now. We're going to access this scripture. want everybody to read it with us here. It would help 
think that this is um, really the attack of the petty is the enemy because he he's ups- it says that he's like pissed off he's like he's frustrated that his flood that he sent against God's people here it is it says it's the woman persecuted Revelation 12 chapter 13 now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child which is Jesus the woman is God's people But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth, and the dragon was enraged pissed off with the woman with the people of God here now and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Revelation chapter 12 verse starting with verse uh, 13 so right there it says that Satan is going in the end times the people who keep the commandments of God and bear the testimony of Jesus are the ones who are of the 144,000 That's what it says in chapter 14 of Revelation. We can go there. But what I'm trying to say is that the enemy in the last days is going to try to send this flood against the woman, the people of God, the 144,000. And like, he's going to, that flood is going to try to kill. He's trying to kill them with that flood. But he says he's not going to be able to do it. He's not going to succeed because the earth is going to swallow that flood, that attack, whatever it is, and it's going to like thwart the enemy's plan. And it said, remember, he was enraged. He was pissed no. off. He was like, no way. Like, I can't take these people out. No fucking to me. He did try to kill you and you survived. You actually had one of the most harshest attacks, dude. I gotta, t- I gotta tell the uh, people about this. This is a uh, kind of crazy thing that happened. Uh, because, like, I believe that you, you told me before your accident and everything that you believe that you were chosen of God. Yeah. And... Like, I remember a long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, long, long time ago. And so I believe that you were chosen by God and that that flood came upon you strong, you know, like... Yeah. Because you were of the woman. You were of the the chosen, like, of the people of God. Yeah. So it's just like that flood comes upon you and, like, Satan tried to, like, like take you out, but he couldn't. Yeah, man. He tried to take you out and he's trying to take other people out, too. Don't think that, like, everybody's, like... Like, that the flood doesn't affect them to some degree. Yeah. Like, that the, the enemy is spewing out here out of his mouth. The yeah. dragon, the devil. Yeah. You know, like, it's affecting everybody. To Everybody's going to have their story to tell. You know yeah. what I mean? When it's all said and done. They're going to have their story to tell on how that a flood affected them to some degree. What but they but they lived. They made it, though. What degree story. Exactly. Your testimony. I could I could make my testimony any more dramatic. Yeah, it really couldn't, man. I mean, to be in a coma for as long as you were, the multiple brain surgeries, and to still be able to, you know, my opinion, normally 
do a podcast with me is <laughs> pretty amazing. You know, I think like should be should be you know like brought to light. People should like, be hearing about this, dude, because it's like a testimony of God, like taking you to the edge. You know what I mean? Like saying, like, no, like Riley is mine. He took you to the edge, man, and it's just like, and you're still here because, like, I believe it's very possible that you could be going into the New Jerusalem. This is gonna be your story to tell. <laughs> I knew meaning of edge. Taking it to the edge. Like people have literally gone to the edge and like they've engaged in edging. <laughs> you have, dude. There's anybody who's been edging deeper and harder and faster. It's ah! <laughs> It's you, man. Like after your your testimony. Deeper, harder, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're just talking about the edging idea. We're like, trying to elaborate more. Puns intended here. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to seriousness here, all seriousness. Indeed. <laughs> why, don't we ta- why don't we tackle this Revelation chapter 14 scripture here, real quick? Um, yes, here it is, right here. <sighs> Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion with them, 144,000, having their father's name written on their foreheads. So here we have right here, the people of God have uh, a mark on their foreheads as well. But see, none of these marks are real. Everyone is like, oh, it's a microchip in your hand where you got to go up to the scanner on the on the cash register. It's going to scan your hand or it's going to scan your forehead. Some no. dumbass fucking weirdo robot's going to be scanning your head as you go. They're all metaphorical. Yes, please. Let's. I can't reiterate that enough. Let's continue on here. And I heard a voice from heaven like a loud voice, many waters, and like the voice of the thunder. And I heard... A sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn the song except for the 144,000 who are redeemed from the earth, God's chosen. These are the people who got the story. They're redeemed, and they're, tell- they're going to tell their story in the sequel to all this here. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they were virgin- virgins. These are these who followed the Lamb wherever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they were without fault before the throne of God. Now it says here, the proclamation of the three angels' message here. The Seventh-day Adventist church is very big on this right here. I'll tell you this. This is chapter 6 of Revelation 14. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who are on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, for his hour of judgment has come, and worship him who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. And another angel fallen, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine, the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or hand, he himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out to full strength 
into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever. And they have no rest there or night who worships the image of the beast and whoever receives the mark of his name. Then it says here, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So there it is right there. The 144,000 are those who have the patience of the saints, who keep the commandments of God, and have the faith of Jesus. What did it say in Revelation chapter 12? We just read it. It said, talking about the dragon coming against us with the flood, and it says these are they who keep the commandments and bear the testimony of Jesus. It's the same thing. So the people of God in the last days, in these right before God's wrath and judgment, are going to have a flood come against them. But Satan cannot take them out, as he did through the 1260 years of Christianity under the persecution of the Catholic Church. The true Christians were being persecuted by the beast, which was Roman Catholicism in the Vatican, I believe. You know what? Yeah. I was complaining about getting up every Sunday. So I was like 13 or something. Yep. For Catholic Church. Yep, getting up for church every Sunday, yep. And now it just seems like it was such a waste. No, but it wasn't, Riley, because ultimately, like, God was, like, differentiating you back in that time because he potentially had chosen you. You know what I mean? So he was already, like, it didn't re- doesn't really matter. Like, I was connected to the Lutheran church. It doesn't really matter. <sighs> but nevertheless, like, we were potentially being groomed into these churches you know, which was good because they ultimately, like, kind of are Christian in a way. They have a form of godliness. Yeah. But, and that's good. Like, that's good enough for God. You know, it's like, he just won't see people try, you know, like, I believe. Yeah. You know, so it's just. Indeed. Yeah, and so, that was good for you, though. Like, even though, yeah, like, Catholicism is a false system. It's the horror of the beast. It's the one who's, like, you know. Uh-huh. Has the control and everything. Like, I'm not going to deny it. Like, uh-huh. and it's evil. And so, nevertheless, though, like... But they got great donuts every Sunday. That's a perk. <laughs> that's called a perk. <laughs> yes, and they will do that kind of stuff. But ultimately, like, we're a work in progress because it says in the Bible that the people, uh, like... Christian people are a work in progress. Like, a, a, like, he who began a good work in us will bring it to finish. You know, he'll finish it, finish that good work. So that stuff that you're talking about at the beginning of your life, as a, in your childhood, like, that was all, like, beginning of your, you know, like, your process, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I guess you say I'm encroaching. Encroaching? 
Uh, yeah. Encroaching on what? God. How? How are you encroaching on God? Uh, well, depends on what your definition is of encroaching or encroachment. Because in football, NFL football, encroachment is a false start, I think. <laughs> so you're saying that it's a false, it's false. Oh, it's a false thing. Oh, okay. Encroachment. You're encroaching on God by being a part of a false religion. By engaging in a false religion or something? Or? Okay. Is that what you're trying to say? There's another religion? No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to say that, like, I'm trying to make sense of the word encroachment. Oh. Like, what you mean by that, ultimately. Well, I mean, uh, I mean it literally, but also Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think that, like, ultimately, like I said, I think that it's like, yes, I would agree with you that, you know, following uh, a Catholic Mass uh, every Sunday is, like, not, in my opinion, it's not, like, true Christianity. Um, and so that's, like, false. Um because the true religion of God has nothing to do with a place of worship. It has to do with whether you keep the commandments of God yeah. and bear the testimony of Jesus. Indeed. It's not about whether or not I went to Mass every Sunday at a Catholic yeah, church. Yeah, what does that matter? It doesn't. What does matter is that you do not forsake the gathering together with you other know, people. When know, two or more are gathered, like you said. You know what I think people think evangelism? This guy, no. Okay. We'll call him Rick Wallander. Okay, <laughs> Rick Wallander. <laughs> okay. He goes out of town to fuck women. Yeah. And that's about all I know. <laughs> but. He's like sixty some. Who does that? In the age? Nah, I don't know. Is <laughs> he German like Hitler? <laughs> German like Hitler? Uh huh. I don't know what that has anything to do with what we are just talking about. <laughs> I feel totally sidetracked by that. Oh, yeah, well, I can do that. <laughs> you have the right to do that because you have a brain injury. <laughs> Tangent like that? <laughs> Tangent of
So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So, this is right after Adam and Eve fell. God said this to the serpent that caused Eve to eat of the fruit. This is the scripture from Genesis chapter 3. And what we're trying to say is that there's the seed of the serpent. Because it says here that I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. So the serpent has a seed. And it says that he is cursed. So the Lord God said to the serpent. So what this is why we expose these guys in the documentary of sermon series, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, we brought these guys to light because these guys, Lamech, his sons, Yubal, Yabal, and Tubal-Cain, I felt like we strongly brought to light that they were connected you, with the gods. Are you saying Cain is last name? Uh, say that again? Are you saying Cain as the last name, like, Tubal Cain? Yeah. Yeah, I think and that. Cain. Yeah, I think that Cain is, like, of the, the... The seed of Cain is the seed of the serpent, where he's talking about here in Genesis chapter 3. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring the light that Cain was the beginning of this seed of the serpent because he killed his brother and became evil. You know, like when he did that, when he committed this, you know, this act. Of, yeah, against his brother, you know. Yeah, and uh, it was all based off of another he broke another commandment of covetousness because he like was jealous of his brother because God received his brother's offering better than his own so he coveted and he murdered he broke two of the ten commandments in one killed two birds with one stone (laughs) on that one (laughs) and then became the seed of the serpent because he was a murderer from the beginning. Cain killed Abel. And then Cain had a mark on his head, forehead or whatever, so that nobody who was living would kill him. For whatever reason. Cain did? Yeah, God 
place that mark on Kane. Even though he killed his brother. Yeah, he didn't want Kane to be killed for whatever reason. Because probably because Kane was gonna be the beginning of the serpent seed. And God already said to the serpent that you're gonna have a, a seed. You're gonna have a lineage of people and it's just like so God allowed this lineage serpent seed to continue on and still to this day we have all kinds of conspiracy theories about the serpent people and people that are of the seed of the serpent and uh-huh. stuff of that nature and it's very heavy but it's it's a fact it's true and it goes all the way back to the beginning of mankind you know so what we're trying to bring to light is that this fucking song reminds me of a like I'm at a basketball game damn it <laughs> I feel like I'm like oh, it does it does I recognize it it's the basketball song dude <laughs> It's totally identified. It's like at a, at a like a crucial time in a in a game. Like towards the end, they like they play this song and everybody like gets crazy. Gets fucking pumped. Yeah, dude. This is like, and that's what you're supposed to do now when you listen to us here in our anarchist Church of Christ service sermon here, We're bringing the light. We're bringing the light here. Uh, we want to see you ex- as excited about the word of God and Jesus as that uh, you're at a basketball game right now. That's what this is about. Uh, it's a challenge. To you. <laughs> but that's really what we're saying, though, is like, there's the seed of the serpent. There's the seed of the woman. We saw who the woman is. The woman is the people of God. That's Israel. That's people who are, except Jesus, bear witness and testimony to Jesus that are grafted into Israel. That's what this is about. We're like bringing to light that. And God is going to choose like in the last days, like who he's going to, and who are going to be a part of these people who are keeping the commandments of God and holding the testimony of Jesus. And then there's going to be, we're going to be going up against the seed of the serpent. Because the seed of the serpent is going to go all the way to the last days. See, the serpent is going to be from what we saw at the beginning of Genesis, from the beginning of mankind, is going to rule the world till the the end. And so that's what we're doing. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. So. We're bringing to light, like I believe this truth, you know, about, and we brought to light these guys in our sermon series, we brought to light these guys in the sermon series, and it was because we're trying to let people know that there is a seed of the serpent, this was the beginning of it, beginning of... Um, you know, these, the seed of the serpent beginning to rule 
rule the nations, rule the world, you know, and get known to be the mighty men of old, men of renown. Like it talks about these guys, and I believe we expose these guys pretty good, you know, like expose all their uh, different manifestations and that were brought to light um, before Christ. I felt like we established that really well. And I thought it was a good kind of sermon series that we brought to the table. And so now we're just trying to say, like, hey, here's what's going on. You know, we have the war between, the enmity war between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. In our last podcast, we talked about the woman and how the the dragon spewed a flood to try to destroy her, to try to kill her, kill the woman, but he couldn't do that. It's because there's an enmity between the woman, the people of God, and the people of the serpent. People of the serpent, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> conspiracy theory, term for the kings of the earth. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. There's a war. There's a war between us and them. And we're just trying to keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. That's the war. What? Between us and them. Yeah, well, <laughs> doesn't really matter because, like, they're they're gonna lose. Like, the God's going to protect. He's going to deliver. You know, and so, um, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna worry about it. People are like, oh, we're going in a war here. Like, it's like you can't be afraid. You know, it's like you have to. Embrace it. I how much our prayers matter now because someone a hundred years ago may not have had what we have platform. Yeah, exactly. That's a good ever, point, Riley. It was ever, but no, that's a really good point. But they may have. Uh, what is it? No, I just feel like that's a really good point. Like what you're bringing to light, though, like the difference between somebody a hundred years ago and the lifestyle that they were living in, and the standard that God was holding them to. Yeah. You know, compared to people of now. Yeah. Like you know, it's just like completely different. Yeah. I would imagine you know. Like, it has to be. Yeah. So. It just has to be. As the way history and math works. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Uh -huh, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. Are we? Well, maybe not. I thought that was 51. 
51 minutes. <laughs> 51 minutes already. Unless... 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 51 is... No, it was 21, I think. Or, no, or 24? 24. Oh. Yeah, pretty standard. Prototypical, yes. <laughs> We're just bringing a little more to light on this subject that we've talk, been talking about in our church services here. Which is? Bringing to light uh, Lamech and his three sons and how we're basically saying that they are the seed of the serpent, like the beginning of the seed of the serpent. Were they black? Uh, I think they're either black or half black. Well, yeah, because... I believe Cain was black, I believe Cain was black, but I think that by the time we got to Lamech and his sons, they're probably, um... They were probably, you know, like half black. Well, because the they were taking they were taking like white women as their wives. The West is great man and woman, and I feel like one of them was black. One of was. We're not trying to be racist here. We're just trying to say that we believe that Cain was black. And it has nothing to do with being racist. It has to do with, like, that this is really what we ultimately believe. The color of the skin of the man who began the seed of the serpent was. He was black. Yes, we think about the worldwide, I mean, white. Don't dominate. I don't know where the whites came from because the first uh, colors of skin like was was came black. Like yeah. what were Adam and Eve? I don't really know. Um, Abel was red, uh, so he was like kind of like a Native American kind of guy, uh-huh. like a Asian Native American maybe kind of like. And then you have a black guy like Cain. I don't know. I would th- well, I mean, I think that Adam and Eve probably have more kids other than Cain and Abel. That's oh. what I think. I think they have more kids. They just weren't oh. talked about. The only people that they talked about of their seed, well, they, no, they had the that set. It's these holes in the Christian religion that Well. Because there's no real answer for it. There's no answer for, like, uh, um, there's no answer for who these people were for Cain and, like, why he needed to be marked. Like, so no one would kill him. It's like, implies that there were people on the earth before Adam and Eve that could have killed Cain talked about this before um but it says here uh revelation or genesis chapter four 
verse 15. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Genesis chapter 4, verse 15. Just read it. Why did he need to put a mark on him? And that if someone did kill him, it should be vengeance sevenfold. It should be a vengeance The band, yeah. <laughs> That's where they got the idea was from this. But... say here a new son and Adam knew his wife again and she bore a son and his name was Seth this now Seth is the seed of the woman that it talked about and then this goes into Israel Abraham David Jesus and now to us because we bear witness to Jesus and the testimony of Jesus This is Genesis 4, verse 25. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. So, Seth was then given. You know that don't get all the people with the story in the Bible's most likely kill someone and there's not a lot of speculation on whether God condemns you for killing someone. Oh, he does, though, because check out this. In the story of Moses, Moses killed an uh, uh, Egyptian soldier because the Egyptian soldier was acting harshly towards this Israel. Israelite? Yeah. And so Moses, like, came against him and tried to, like, get him away from him. Like, you would think, like, hey, God, like, that was a good thing that Moses was doing. He was defending one of your people. But God was like, no, thou shalt not kill. Therefore, Moses was not allowed entry into the promised land. Oh, wow. Because of that act, and the Bible specifically says that. Wow. So it's like he does for killing. And that Moses' life story is a prime example. However, Moses did live a very long life. And up till his death, he was supposedly. Like 30 some years? No, Moses was like. Oh, he was way old, man. Oh, I know that. I don't know how long Moses lived. I actually don't know how long that is. He might have lived 20 years or something. I don't know. Maybe. I really don't know. But. 20. That seems a little Yeah. It probably isn't that. It's maybe like 100 or something. So I did you put that. Uh-huh. I 
just want people to d think about that, dwell on that for a little bit. You know, there is these two different kinds of people out there. And Jesus also brings it to light, too. And, you know, there's the weeds and the wheat. Children of the devil and children of God. Who are you? Who are you? Take Please. This is a concerned citizen alert of the ANC News Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> We just wanted to say that we all think it's a very wise idea for Joe Biden to be wearing super dark sunglasses that are really big. Because he can't see that good anyways. Which is evident of his tripping over the sandbag on the stage at the Air Force it's graduation all, or something. It's all by your peripherals. <laughs> which he does not obviously have. I just don't think it's a very wise idea for him to be addressing the LGBT community in very dark black sunglasses and after he just had a problem uh, avoiding sandbags on stage. Yeah. A week prior. <laughs> I just... It's a concerned citizen alert for the president, or whatever he is. <laughs> Puppet? President? <laughs> I don't really know. I'm just a concerned citizen. I feel like the lefty would defend him and say, Why the fuck was that happening there? <laughs> it's a conspiracy now, like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like did somebody put the sandbag there to trip him up intentionally? Yeah. Because they knew he was wearing the same black shades that he wore the LGBTQ plus AI. It's just really is like of course he has to like come out and issue a statement and <laughs> In defense of the LGBTQ plus yeah. community, of yeah. course, because he's a Democrat. And just like, they gotta make their, they gotta have their face. It's like, it's all about them now here. Like, the whole LGBT community is about them now. And them issuing the statement and everything. And in mm -hmm. honor and, you know. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Just mm -hmm. stupid, dude. It's just all about, like, a dog and pony show out there. It's like, look at me. Ooh, now I'm gonna do this. And... We're going to walk this way around the... Whatever, you know. Ah. Uh, the rink. Yeah, strut my stuff here around this rink here. <laughs> Everybody's watching me and applauding with a golf clap. Ooh, very good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just a scam. And a sham. And a damn shame. And that's what we're here to do, is just expose the damn shame of it all. It's not even to, like, make fun of gay people. It's not even to 
bash on them in any way or just say you know what like this is all like uh, kind of a insult to the community as far as I'm concerned because it's just like what's this just like honoring these this group of people like I mean like they are like and they do this with all these people every month they got a month for to stroke the ego of these people this particular group of people every year every year it's just a cycle of ego stroking every year oh no you freaks get your month you know and they get a great month. They get a month where it's like and nice they, and warm and like. <laughs> and then the best because they blame it all on freedom, which makes it political. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the only fucking. Only fucking gas tank. Yep. Yeah, because the political is really where it's all at. Like, yeah. It's the it's the crux of the matter. It's what controls everything, and the people who are involved in that, you know, it's just like Donald Trump. It's just like who's more popular than Donald Trump? But the the system constantly is needing some kind of story to perpetuate these people, mostly in a negative light. Think of all the negative things that have came out in the media towards Donald Trump. Like, since he emerged on the scene way back when, you know? A lot. A lot. The media loves that shit, dude. It's like, it's so funny how, like, both Donald Trump and Joe Biden were both being accused at the same time of the same, like, like, sexual, like stuff in nature like Donald Trump was had the Stormy Daniels hush hush money thing going on for a while there and he's now he's being indicted for like exposing secrets of the military you know and like uh, top secret information to normal people it's like they're looking for anything they can to like destroy the credibility of this guy it's just it's so obvious it's pathetic it's like, and maybe this guy is a dirty, rotten scoundrel, but at the same time, like, uh, why don't you expose some more about Hunter Biden? Yeah, Joe Biden's son. Yeah, so this is funny. But no. It's a piece of shit anyways, but no. It's a total bias, and really what this is a bias towards towards the Republicans, because... They know that this is the only guy that can really hold any weight for a candidate for president in the Republican Party, and they need to shame him because they're shameful people. And they want their way. They want their ego stroked all year round, where it's like, our guy's on top. Ha ha. That's what they want, dude. Because then when they're... The team captains for their team is... You know, in, in the position of power, then it's like it's all a ego stroke for them too because that's the guy I voted for. I'm on that team. It's all just a self righteous popularity contest, dude. Like, who's winning and who's losing? And these people are going to fix the deck. They're running a, 
They're running a rigged deck. <laughs> on, on top of it. On top of your money. Yep. Of course they want to take your taxpayer dollars and put it towards their policies and agendas. <laughs> they want to do that as well because they they're corrupt and Scoundrelous. That sounds. I like that. I know that's not a word, but that just came out, and I like it. Scoundrelous. I think we should call the the podcast Scoundrelous. Okay. It's good. That's a good one. Yes. Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Those are that's a cool word, man. Gotta trademark that. Scoundrelous. Scoundrelous. Is there a job there, Brad? I'm thinking. Because it's scandalous and scoundrel at the same time, combining the one word, scoundrelous. Um, what? <laughs> I think it's good. I think the people are gonna be like, "Yep, scoundrelous, scoundrelous," because it's like scandalous. It's like scandalous and scoundrel combined into one word, scoundrelous. Maybe a tattoo. <laughs> Think we're advocating tattoos on, on the podcast, but <laughs> I'm so torn about tattoos. Torn? Yeah. Uh, tattoos basically the devil's box. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We got some shitty. Gone down people with tattoos. I think they could be problematic, yes, depending on like uh the intention of the tattoo and uh what they are of and what does it like to be what's is there it means something. I just think of our friend Blake, he got a tattoo on on his back that yeah. really kind of was weird to me. Yeah. It was like a guy with an axe, and he like had blood dripping from the axe. Uh-huh. It was like a symbol of like a like a killer or something. <laughs> and then he ended up like dying, kind of like killing himself or whatever happened to him. Yeah. And I was just like, I just felt like that tattoo could have had some kind of negative effect mark on his. His life. Oh, yeah. when, he mar- when he marked his body with that, like, uh, disturbing image. So, yeah, I think the tattoos, yeah, it could be a mark of the devil. Like, might be creating a pathway to the I devil. just feel like it's the wrong thing. Don't have to get Don't have to go that way. People pay money yep. for 
tattoos. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah, you and me both are not tattooed. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Nor do I want one. Me neither. I don't like the concept of anything. Yeah, I don't either, man. Yeah, so. And they crazy, like cheap. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I feel like it's a weird. <laughs> Lower end of our society gravitates towards that kind of look. Revolts or whatever. <laughs> Revolts volts in that fashion. Yeah. It's very possible, dude. It's one of the revolting uh, aspects of people who might be of the mark of the beast. They might take the mark of the beast. They might be marked with tattoos as well. It's very possible that people are marked with tattoos take the mark of the beast. Just like it's very possible that people who are communicating on their cell phones while driving are taking, have taken the mark of the beast as well. They're Asian. What's that? They're Asian. Yeah. That's an interesting word. What's that? Inhesion? That's a freaking cool word, dude. I actually thought that you like knew of that word before. It's kind of like heathen. Inhesion. It's like they're heathen. That's really weird. That's like an unconscious manifestation coming through the collective or the... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's collective unconscious. That's just through your consciousness uh, coming from your unconscious. Inhesion. Uh-huh. I like that. A couple of cool words. Scoundrelous and inhesion. I don't even know how you'd spell that word, dude. Yeah, it's like people who take the mark of the beast. Uh, and they're inhesion. Simple as that. That's a, seriously a new word, dude. That's like, dude, that's awesome. Dude. Like people who take the mark of the beast, they're inhesion. It's like it's like not being pure. It's like they're impure, inhesion. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yep. We got this. Cool track bumping in the back. <laughs> we had a lot of really like trendy songs coming through on the feed tonight. <laughs> uh, you know, like that basketball one <laughs> on the last episode. Oh, was called I don't know what that song's called. It's just the one where it's like the. It's like something you hear at a basketball game or something. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you go, man? 
notes, huh? Girl beard. Girl beard? <laughs> yeah. I got a goatee. Easy shave. Yeah. Well, that means beers. I don't know. Maybe. A little bit. I'm telling you to do wonders for yourself. Confident. <laughs> podcast they can't tell that I'm not bearded no. I can be as bearded as big of a beard on the podcast as no, I can imagine the, them to be I am I bet people can't tell you get a beard it's very possible a beard could bring confidence <laughs> bearded Uh, I don't need to expose my shaving habits <laughs> publicly. Pussy. I don't know. It's like a couple, maybe once a week, a couple times a week. Oh, and it's not that bad. stuff here. Let's go listen to this song for a second here. <laughs> we'll reach for our beers. Good time to list our sponsor, Nickel Ultra Infusions. <laughs> <laughs> 